over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row, ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. It is. Welcome, Arizona, to my house. You're not welcome here unless you're flying old glory today. Get out that red, white, and blue bunting and hang it up on the front windowsill. Raise that flag up the flagpole. I've got a lot to share today off from my heart about how great I feel this country is. How great I know this country is. I saw the best t-shirt I've seen in a year. America, a country so great, even the haters won't leave. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So you're welcome to join us. We're going to be talking about things uh, American, and we're going to be talking about things about America, but we're also going to be talking about things about your house, your home, your castle, or your cabin. You can join the conversation by dialing one 888 767-4348. And allow us the privilege of sharing our 48 years of building and remodeling homes right here in Arizona. Put that experience to work for you. The information is free. The information is accurate. The information is mostly correct. And every once in a while when Rosie steps in, it makes a mistake. We always retract it and call everybody and make sure uh, that we get it corrected. We're the most reliable place you can come for information concerning your Arizona home. 1-888-767-4348. So whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you're a pioneer homesteader, give us a ring. Romy, I saw a report today from the real estate service called Redfin. You ever spend any time on that website? I've heard of it, but no. Redfin says... That uh, Phoenix now is the fastest, again, uh, fastest growing city. Do you want to know where the most people are moving from to get to Phoenix? It's going to surprise you, I think. It's not California? It's not. You know where L.A. is sending most of their people? Texas. Dallas and Las Vegas. And God bless them. (laughs) We are receiving more people from Seattle, Washington. Oh, tired of the rain. Yes, I guess. I have you, boy. This would be the place to come, that's for sure. But we continue to be growing at a record pace. Uh, we're setting this, the pace for the uh, entire nation. So we got a lot to learn. These newcomers that come in have a lot to learn about owning homes in Arizona because it's different than any other place you could be moving here from. So don't hesitate to give your newcomers the tip to tune in to Rosie on the House. We had a call last week from a man who had had a tile roof replaced on his roof. And the tile contractor in the valleys of the roof crowded, he felt in his mind, crowded that valley and didn't leave the flashing open enough to really allow it to drain. He had a couple big mesquite trees that were overhanging the roof, and it continually clogged those valleys uh, with the leaf litter off of a mesquite tree. So I checked with a couple of my roofers. I checked with Brandon from Pinnacle Roofing, 
And Brandon says, you know what, Rosie, when you lay that valley flashing in there on a tile roof, uh, you really need to cut the tile back about two to three inches from the center line of that valley. So you leave a net open space of four to six inches. Now, you don't vary it between four and six, four and six, four and six, but you 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 decide what you're going to cut it, and you cut it, you cut it good and straight. He says, but the problem is a lot of homeowners don't like the exposure of that valley flashing. So they ask us to crowd it as best we can. And we generally won't do it because what? Because exactly what this homeowner was calling and talking about is that it just doesn't leave enough room for the water to free flow enough to keep the valley clean so you don't have a lot of backing up of water and debris on your roof. So wanted to get that all settled and straight. Um, the uh, other thing I wanted to talk about is our newsletter, Rosie on the House. You'll get it when you go to rosieonthehouse.com and subscribe to it. The newsletter will come to your email box every single Thursday. We're currently pushing out about 15,000 newsletters all across the great state of Arizona. It'll give you a heads up of what we're covering this week. We're going to go through the etiquette of proper flag display today, as well as a few tips on mounting that flag pole holder on the side of your stucco home. But before we get into that, I wanted to post another reward. A couple years ago, I came on air and I said, I'd pay $1 million to anybody that could find me a woman construction superintendent who's multilingual. And a listener found me a woman superintendent that was multilingual. Now, I'm making payments to him every January, but he's going to have to live a long time to collect a million dollars. But I'm posting another $1 million reward. Our construction company, Rosie Wright, and our radio production company, Roth Productions, is in desperate need for administrative and accounting help. And we'll pay $1 million of Rosie dollars, Rosie bucks, to anyone that can send us a qualified candidate for accounting and administrative help at Roth Productions and Rosie on the House. I wanted to announce this particular holiday weekend, our e-store, which is a commerce store that lives on our website, where you can find hard-to-find products, unique products, all trial and field tested by the Romero family. You can find them on there and do a little shopping. We are currently, this weekend, running a discount. Anything ordered through July 5th is, is will be at a 20% discount. Some of the things that are moving very quick right now, we have what we think, Romy, Romy researched the country and found an excellent United States flag. It is an extremely well-made product in, from America, and that, that is a great product. From Valley Forge Flag Company. Then we've got Cold Rush towels, which are special chamois-type towels that you wet and drape around your neck. You won't believe how much cooler that keeps you. And then I want to talk a little bit about a gift someone gave me. Someone gave me a hiking backpack. 
Think of it like a Camelback hydration pack. But it comes with a battery-operated pump that creates a mist of fine water mist in front of you as you hike. Well, I field tested it just this past week up Sunrise Peak in McDowell Mountain Park. It was a good toasty morning for sure. Extreme mist backpacks. Mm -hmm. That is a total thumbs up right there, baby. Yeah. Total thumbs up. You've got the water to drink. Uh, you get about halfway up Sunrise Peak, then you, you break at 6.30 in the morning. You break out of the little shade that you're in the canyon. The rest of the route, you're in direct sunlight. You peek out, get yourself a little mist spray over your head and over your head and hair, put your hat back on, and completely refreshed and head on down the road. Now, I did offer that to your brother for 4th of July. Because he's going to be barbecuing chicken. Oh, oh! So did I told him really? I have the perfect gift for you. Or not gift. I'm not giving it away. But I'm going to lend you Rosie's Extreme Mist backpack. So he was all excited to try that out. But that'd be a great way to barbecue too. <laughs> uh, I was I was just tickled to death. We found the inventor at the home show in Las Vegas. We came back home, found out he was from the valley, invented it right here in the valley. Lives out in the Rio Verde area, and uh, you can get all yeah. kinds of places. Just go to extrememist.com. There's uh, Roadrunner Sports carries them as well as there's lots of places online you can get it. Yeah, okay. Now, is the water source the same or does it yeah, have it a is. water source no. for misting and a water source for drinking? No, you are misting out of your drinking supply. Okay. So you just, you, you uh, it's going to take a little experience about how much it consumes and the nozzles have different gallon consumptions that you can put on there. But, uh, I, I, man, I, their little battery charge pump, a little remote control that hangs on your waist. I loved it. Easy Miss cooling backpack. I, I'll go for that all the time. I don't know that I'll ever go back to a conventional camelback again. Um, so that's, well, I, I started all that by talking about the East Door and the things that are available there. Hey, you know, you talked about the flag. Yes. What about if we give away a flag? We could give away one yeah. of those. You want, you're going to give away a three by five or one of those ginormous four by sixes? What you think, Roman? Doesn't matter. Whatever they want, whatever the homeowner wants. Okay, hey, that's a good. And the idea. ginormous ones are the six by tens. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So we have a flag. Just text. Um, what do you want? What do you want? To Let's text? do it in a trivia contest a little bit later. Okay, so be listening. We'll we'll throw out a question there for you to answer. That'll, that'll give us something to do on the break. Figure out how All we're right. going to do that. <laughs> one right. one of the things I'm going to do is cover some books I've read that uh, endeared me. And open my eyes just to how great a country we have here. So we're going to go through a little Rosie's reading list. We're also going to go through uh, some some additional questions we've been receiving all week. That we'll be airing those out, and we'll be covering your questions. If you'd like to call in, one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. We'd be happy to address any question, concern, or anxiety you have about your house, home castle or cabin hello i am victor Kristic. i am the cfo and founder of affordable gps tracking and the driver locate happy fourth of july from rosiana house all right here's a trivia question for you for the american flag made in america that was one of our pet peeves as it was so hard to find a flag an american flag made in america so that was one of the first things we put in the e-store just so that uh you know 
wasn't complaining about it, did something about it. How many different versions of the American flag did it take to get where we are today? Text that answer to 411923 between now and bottom of the hour news, and we'll pick a random right winner. This is version, our current American flag is version number what? Since it's a first design, uh, I was going to say 1776, probably a little prior to that, even. And, and um, you decided that we'll pick a winner, and they can decide if they want a two by three. They had picked their size. A four yeah. by six or a six by ten. Right. And a six by ten doesn't sound big, but it's it's that's a big flag. It's pretty big. That's a really big flag. All right, Miss Jennifer, you were uh, going through some some questions there. You got yeah. This one, uh, I guess it's about the okay. monsoon. What you have to text how many versions? Not yes, I want a flag. <laughs> <laughs> how many versions of the American flag have there been till we got today? You just. Throw a number out and guess something else, not just say, send me one. Yes, I want one. That's pretty funny, some of the things people text in. Me, 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 me. Uh, <laughs> so this question is from a homeowner who's really concerned about the monsoons. Because, okay. Because they're wondering if the monsoon could actually blow the air conditioning unit that they have on the roof off of the house. Have, oh, you, yeah, yeah. have you ever heard of that happen? Well, um, if you study damage of monsoon in the history of Arizona— you're going to find records of the monsoon blowing everything off of everything. <laughs> uh, you, you can get crosswinds and downbursts that exceed 100, 120 miles an hour. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm going to tell you that it probably isn't going to happen. Uh, I don't think you have to worry. If your home was built in the last 30, 40 years— uh, the last thing you have to worry about is whether your air conditioner, your roof-mounted air conditioner, is going to blow off the roof uh, in a monsoon. That that you worry about other things like your backyard umbrella, your backyard patio furniture, uh, things like that. That being yeah, that being said, we do have some great articles we've written recently on how to get ready for the monsoon. And that umbrella thing, the first year we moved out here was 1973, and we had never seen a monsoon, and we had all our stuff in the yard, and our our big umbrella went upside down in the pool, open, open, upside down in the pool. My dad almost killed himself trying to get that umbrella out. <laughs> that's a big trick. Uh, yeah, that's a big trick. <laughs> okay, next question. Over the years, I have heard Rosie and the crew talk about a recirculating pump for the water heater. My two electric water heaters are 18 years old, and although they work now, I am anticipating changing them sometime in the future. How does the water circulate back to the heater if there is only the single pipe running from the water source to the water heater? <laughs> well, that's a real thinker right there, yeah? answering that question. The circulating pumps that you buy to mount on your water heater actually come with a diverter valve. And you go to the you go to the bathroom sink, that generally speaking is a bathroom sink. Go to the sink that's farthest away from the water heater, okay? And you'll put a little bypass from the cold water to the hot water, shut off angle stops, okay? And it's a thermocoupler, and it will circulate the hot water back to the water heater through the cold water line until it senses the entire hot water supply side is full of hot water, then that thermocoupler will shut it off. And then the pump stands ready 
to start pumping anytime that thermocoupler opens. So it's a pretty ingenious little device. When you put those on, those circulating pumps on, I can tell you, you should go ahead and spend a little bit of extra money on those pumps that come with a, a digital clock on them. So you can set them to only run like from 4 a.m. until the last shower at your house is taken in the morning. So at our house, we go from 4 to 7 a.m. And then it shuts down. And then we turn it back on after the uh, on-peak power goes off at 7 p.m. And we turn it back on at about 7.15 and let it run to about 9. And the way we live at our home, that gives us hot water at virtually every point, almost on demand, at almost zero cost. It's absolutely pennies, pennies, pennies. But what you don't want is if you're on a standard utility plan, buying your energy on a standard plan, or you're on the time of use plan, you don't want that pump running all day long while the house is empty or there is no demand for hot water because you'll be constantly reheating that supply line over and over and over again. The pump doesn't cost much money to run, but now you're asking the water heater to keep additional water hot that isn't being used. So, yes, we love the pumps. Put them on a timer. Figure out your lifestyle and and your your buying style of power. Uh, there's a lot of there's a couple of evenings that Jennifer wishes my pump went on before seven when she wants to do a a, a load in the in the sink before them. But our hot water heater is of a size that we can generally, with two or three of us living in the house, we can generally pull up hot water all day long. We only get it instantly for a few hours at night, about the time we're cleaning the kitchen or taking a shower, and then when we first get up in the morning. So I hope that helps. Those pumps, uh, I think they currently retail out at about 350 bucks. You can expect a plumber to charge you about another $350 to get there and install it. And while he's there, go ahead and have him replace all the old twist-type valves on your water heater. And at the main at your house, go ahead and have them change them to all ball cock valves. While they're there, get it all done at one time. We'll be back with more from Rosie on the House right after this. You ask me why I love her? Well, give me time. I'll explain. You've seen a Kansas sunset or an Arizona rain? Have you drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way? Have you watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay? Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where Men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth's rock. Do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from a bright Nevada sky? You hail to the Columbia as you rush into the sea or 
how you're headed, Gettysburg, and our struggle to be free? Have you seen the mighty Tetons? You watched an eagle soar? Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore in thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Waimea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast at the might of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky. Did you know that when John... I quit crying, I'll have something to say. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. <laughs> that John Wayne cut this little album. I guess in the time is, I guess it was an album. Nineteen seventy-three. It sold a hundred thousand copies, and you can get that for free on Amazon. So, um, just, about, just can't a, get it anywhere else. No, for and free? I, and the, the, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I looked, but um, well, you should order a thousand of them, and then we'll give them away we'll for free. Away. Well, we can download them because they're free, and um, they're, they're even out at CDs. But that's there's about ten of them on there. It plays about thirty four minutes. It's just really worth every minute to listen to. And Jennifer, do you realize how blessed you and I are? The I'm things sure. he recites there. The Kansas Plains, the Grand Tetons, the Arizona Rains, the Bayous of the South. You know, there's only a couple in there he mentions that we haven't done. Jennifer has not gotten me to Hawaii yet. I'm not big on islands. I'm not big on beaches. But we'll 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 check it off our bucket list sooner or later. <laughs> but not before we go to Alaska. I promise you that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go to Alaska first. Then we'll go check out Hawaii. Let's talk about. Oh, go ahead. So the correct answer yes. is 27. We are on our 27th really? version of the American flag. I would have got that wrong, Number, for sure. It, uh, with, so when Arizona was added in 1912, that was actually the 25th version. Okay. Then in 59, we added Alaska. Okay. And then in 60, when Hawaii was added, that became the 27th version. It was what is still flying today, 63 years later. And if you the last four numbers of your phone in, end in thirty four sixty nine, congratulations! You are our random right winner. We'll get in contact, and you'll get to pick out what what size American flag you would like, and we'll get it shipped to you. There you go. Let's talk about displaying that American flag. Uh, in our e-commerce store, we do sell a nice flag with a nice flagpole that comes with a bracket. You have to mount on the side of your house. Let's talk about mounting that bracket just a little bit because I think it intimidates some people. If you have a stucco home uh, that's been built in the last 40 years, there's a good chance that behind 3 eighths inch of stucco 
is a one-inch foam board. And none of that is strong enough to hold that bracket. So I would tell you, while you're at the e-commerce store, order yourself a Franklin stud sensor. And it will tell you where the studs are behind that stucco, behind that foam board. And you're going to want to get about three-inch wood screws. And you're going to want to mark where you want the flag uh, pedestal mounted. You're going to take a one-eighth inch drill and just drill a little hole into the stucco. It'll, it'll go through. It'll, the stucco will resist you just a little bit. Then you hit the foam, and it's going to go all the way through that in a matter of no time. And then you're going to know whether or not you get to wood or not when the drill stops again, and you'll feel some resistance. Now, I tell people all the time, as long as you're using a one-eighth inch bit and you find wood, then go another half inch each direction and drill again so you can make sure you're finding the center of that 2x4 or 2x6 stud. The Franklin sensor will kind of give you a visual indication about where it is, but I would tell you double-check it. We had the question earlier in the show today, will the monsoons blow my air conditioner off my roof? Probably not, but... A monsoon uh, down um, downburst. What do you call those? Microburst. There thank you. Go, thank you. <laughs> Microburst. I mean, a monsoon wind can very easily get to 50, 60 miles an hour. Uh, a downburst can go well over 100 miles an hour. It'll tear the flag right out of your holder and send it to your neighbor's yard. So make sure your flag is down. It'll rip the the the. Uh, bracket right off the wall if you're not securely anchored so once you find that stud in that frame house that's got the stucco exterior go ahead and get a good three inch screw and sink that baby all the way in now if you've got a masonry home it's even a some people are afraid of drilling masonry they've actually made that easier and more secure uh, it's called a tech screw, and you can find them in little kits that actually come with the proper drill bit. And you drill the masonry, and you set the tech screw. The tech screw is made to hold in the masonry without any inserts or sleeves at all. So it works very, very well. So those are two ways to hang that little bracket on the side of your house for your masonry home or for your frame stucco house. And like I say, if you need a flag, we got a good one on the e-commerce store, 20% off today. Get to rosyonthehouse.com. Take a look at it. And on those poles, they make swivels now so that it doesn't, the flag doesn't get wrapped up around the pole from the wind. It's supposed to just go around and round and round in circles, so it's always, uh, you know, hanging properly, and you don't have to go out there and straighten it off the rod. Now, I will say... Um, you've got to make sure you have it anchored very well. Yes, you do. Because that will act like a wind sail, and it, it can rip off of your wall very well. So Rosie just went through finding the stud. Make sure you get that, you know, those screws, maybe instead of a two-and-a-half, three-inch, maybe get a five-inch. <laughs> get, yeah. get, get it sunk in there good. We we regularly fly a flag at our home, and so we go through a few flags about every four or five or six years, 
And in cleaning the garage recently, uh, I came across the retired flags that I have folded and put on the back counter. And I was in my local Ace Hardware store the other day, and they have a flag recycling uh, center that you can deliver the flag, and they appropriately uh, hand them off to Boy Scout troops throughout the state that do the disposal the way it's supposed to be done. In our article, we talk about the fact that you can burn an American flag if it is in such a state of disrepair, you should not be flying it. And we had someone reach into us and say, that's not right. You can never burn an American flag. But we actually did the research on it. What did you find out? And it, it, it said if the flag is in a state of disrepair where it shouldn't be flown, any American is authorized to burn the American flag. And this comes from govinfo.gov, and it's Section 8 it, on flag etiquette. It just yeah. doesn't feel right. I can understand why they said that. <laughs> no. what, would, what would be your alternatives? Turn it into a local Boy Scout troop. They okay. retire them. Okay. Uh, and actually, when they retire them, they actually cut the, the stars out of the flag and distribute those to veterans. I so did that, not know they, that. They have a whole process of, of honoring the flag in that way. Wow. So. And in 1937, they passed the American Legion resolution that allows them to have you know flag retirement ceremonies. I've I don't know if they're still doing those today at, at Legion outposts, but you know that would be one more place to look as well. And you can fly the flag 24 hours a day, but it must be properly lit. You can fly the flag in a rainstorm, a snowstorm, but. You have to make sure it's securely and properly anchored. I have a question for you. Yes. Is, are the new solar lights enough to keep it lit for the evening like it needs to? Some are, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, mine has yeah. proven. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, the funny thing about the light itself, it says don't, don't hang light outside and temperatures over 90. I'm like, <laughs> Obviously, this this one wasn't made for Arizona, but uh, hasn't burned out yet. Good. <laughs> I think it's, I put it up in September, so we'll see if it makes it through the summer. So, it's, so does it hang on the flagpole itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just attaches to the top of the flagpole, and it's a, it's solar. a solar panel, and oh, sun nice. goes down, and the battery kicks on, and it shines a nice a nice light cast down to the ground, and sunlight comes back up and shuts off, and. Because you have one of those big six by tens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. That, that is nice. And we actually bought one. My mom flies on a flag, an American flag, and we actually bought one of those solar lights that mounts about six feet off the ground that shines up, up. to the flag. So the ones that you have mounted on top of the flag shine, they can kind of be a challenge to mount. <laughs> well, we <laughs> we have a telescoping pole. Okay. Flag right. pole. So you just kind of bring you know, it down. down periscope. Okay. All right. Very that, good. And that light, Rosie, is strong enough from the ground up. That had to be a pretty strong light. It is. Yeah, it is. It really look. It, it looks good. I uh, don't tell Doctor Sky we did that. That probably violates some rules on the dark <laughs> sky mandates. But it does light the flag very, very well. More about uh, your home, your house, cabin, or castle when we get back right here at Rosie on the House.
Welcome back to Rosie on the House. I'd like to take you all just shortly on one of Rosie's bunny trails. We're here to talk about your house home cast or cabin, any question you might have about that. But in this 4th of July celebratory special broadcast edition, I want to go through a couple of the books in my library. And Jennifer would tell you, or a lot of people that have been to my house would tell you, I I have an extensive library. I've got a a few volumes. A few. A few. Uh, One of my favorite hobbies uh, since Jennifer and I have been married is collecting biographies of presidents of the United States. And if I can, I determine uh, who the critics say was the best biographer of that particular president. And then I try and find a first edition publication of that. And I add it to my library. But if you're wondering why, or if I'm looking through my library, and I want to try and encourage people or educate people as to why this country is as great as it is, a couple of the history books on my shelves There's one book that I can remember reading it almost cover to cover. And I bought it at Fort Lee in Virginia when when, um, Rachel and Wayne were first stationed there. I bought a book called A Land as God Made It. This is not a religious book. It's not a spiritual book. It is a book about what the settlers found when they came to settle Jamestown. It's called Jamestown and the Birth of America. It was so incredibly rugged. And what those people endured the first years they were on the shores of America is absolutely incredible. And it makes you have to ask, what in the world could they have been leaving to want to put up with that? The author is James Horn, an excellent book, A Land as God Made It. I'll tell you, in my list of biographies of all the presidents I've read, this isn't a biography, but it's one of the better books I've read on American diplomacy. And it's about Abraham Lincoln. The name of the book is Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns. And it's about Abraham Lincoln's cabinet that he put together weren't all people that agreed with him. And he did that deliberately. Team of Rivals, the genius of Abraham Lincoln. And I'll tell you what, if I had to give you one book to read to convince you how great American is, I would give you a book that was written by a foreigner, a man from the country of Georgia. His name is George Papishvili, and the book is called Anything Can Happen. And it's a story of him that's been repeated a hundred million times of people arriving in this country penniless but full of hope and what they were able to accomplish within the shores of this great country. I'll tell you some other books you ought to read too as it relates to immigration policy and why are people so intent to get here? It's a book called Dying to Get Here. It will rip your heart out about what people are doing to get to America. If it doesn't force you 
to start asking yourself why. What is so great about this country? It's more than you can list. And I'll tell you what, KTAR had a, uh, a host by the name of Daryl Ann Carlo, and he went to the border, and he wrote a book called Another Man's Sombrero. If you haven't ordered that book and read it, you should. So those are some reading list suggestions I've got for any of you that have one ounce of doubt that this isn't the greatest country on earth. I need a breath. <laughs> I thought that was time for break, but it's not. No, I, I, no, I, I, no those, t- are, those are great books. People start arguing with me about all the things wrong with this country, and I just want to take these books and shove them down their throat. Well, there you go. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. Better, better to ask them to read them. Yeah. Fourth of July weekend. If you're out and about traveling and you're tuned in, you can still join the conversation. one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie 4 you As we go into our 10 o'clock hour, our open home hour, open to you, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, oh. castle, or cabin. And you can also send text questions. To 411923. We've got an Arizona senator joining us right after this. Don't miss it. Live right here at KTAR, Rosie on the House.